0: Brought to you by the 2012 Toyota Camry. Get in touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Tech Stuff. My name is Chris Paulette, and I am an editor at HowStuffWorks.com. Sitting across from me, as usual, is the person who augments all of our reality, senior writer Jonathan Strickland.
1: Hey there! <laughs> Nicely done. So, uh, yeah, today we wanted to talk about an alternate reality game, an ARG, that uses augmented reality as well. Uh, it's, it comes to us courtesy of a little company called Google. I feel like uh, I've heard of them. Yeah, they, they've they made a name for themselves in uh, a few things. But uh, yeah, they've created this game uh, through a, a division called Niantic Labs mm-hmm. um, and it's called Ingress and it's an interesting alternate reality game. But before we really get into the game itself, maybe we should talk – and refresh our listeners' um, memories about what an alternate reality game is. Now, we've done an episode about alternate reality games, but that was back in 2009 when we were both so young and idealistic.
0: <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the differences in augmented and, and alternate realities are in some ways kind of slight. Um, well,
1: especially now.
0: Especially now, um, an alternate reality is is one that is, uh, I would argue, very similar to ours, um, but there are significant differences. Um, you know, you might have. I, I think of that sort of in the, the, in my head. This is sort of goes to the uh, the genre of um, alternate histories. Right. Um, uh, for example, uh, the Man in the High Castle by Philip K. Dick, in which the uh, Axis won World War II. What yeah. would the world be like? Um, you know, the countries are still there, the, uh, the nationalities that, that we're familiar with, but things have changed substantially. That, that's, that's how I kind of get into that idea or the, the mindset that it sort of takes because it could be something as simple as, uh, you know, there are a lot of what ifs there. You know, what if uh, a different person had, uh, uh, won the election or what if uh, a, a person hadn't been, uh, uh, had had gone to one university instead of another. What if? Or,
1: what if Lincoln had not been assassinated? Right. What if? Sure. Yeah. There are a lot of what if type things. Alternate reality games in general. What they do is they use the, they use the the stuff around us in the real world as part of a game that is fictional. So you've got a fictional story taking place within the context of the real world. Mm-hmm. Now, in some cases. The fictional story assumes that the players themselves are part of this fictional world. Right. So you're playing a part. You're not really you. Because um, one of the two, – two of the games I always think about when I think of alternate reality games are two of the big, big early examples. Yeah. One was called The Beast and that was the game that was partly uh, uh, a marketing um, uh, push for the movie AI, artificial intelligence. Uh, the Spielberg Kubrick film uh-huh. that that came out several years ago well there was uh, this this game that came out with it called the Beast that had a storyline that was uh tangential to the story that takes place in AI right some of the characters play a part a little bit within the the realm of the game and players were solving mysteries and trying to help fictional characters achieve goals within the context of the game and they mm-hmm. were all doing it in real time with real assets. So you might get a phone call in the middle of the night from a character in this game or you might get a fax or an email or a file of some sort and you were supposed to act on it in a real way to push the game forward.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: The other one that I always think about is called I Love Bees, yes, which was part of the Halo universe. And it was, again, another marketing attempt to push Halo, but it it took a life of its own and became – a game that people who had never intended to ever play any Halo game became, and you know, absolutely fascinated with this game. Yeah. And again, lots of different puzzles and uh, things that you needed to achieve. Often, we will see these sort of games come up as part of a marketing campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of movies have done this. I remember when uh, The Dark Knight came out, there was one that was related to the Joker, and I remember getting very, very upset because I've, I I uncovered one of the clues and discovered exactly where I would need to go within Atlanta to get it, but I found out about 40 minutes too late, and by the time I would have been able to get to the location, it had already been discovered, and I didn't get my Joker custom bowling ball because it was at a bowling alley. And oh, man. Was, oh, man. Can you imagine a custom Joker bowling ball? Okay, that's pretty neat. That's no, pretty cool. So this is, this is along those lines, but it also... Uh, adds in the augmented reality angle where, uh, a large part of the participation with this game is going to depend upon people using devices, primarily smartphones. It's really meant for smartphones to interact with their environment in order to, uh, to push the game forward. Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, um, we've, we've talked about both, uh, alternate reality games and, um, augmented reality software in the past. Um, Augmented reality is is uh, sort of like the heads-up display that you would see in a, a a fighter jet. Um it's a layer of information that that a device will provide for you. It could be a tablet or a um you know, a smartphone, something like that, generally that you would carry with you. And so if you were looking through a uh, uh, an augmented reality device as you walk down the street, you might see information about uh the uh, businesses on the street around you or mm-hmm. for example you might see a special going on at a cafe or um you might find out uh where the um the cleanest bathroom is on the street don't laugh there are people who who provide this information um I am not laughing I'm downloading apps yeah I was going to say um and uh, as a matter of fact uh Neantic Labs has has already come out with a sort of augmented reality app um, that I have on my on my uh, Android phone Field called trip. Field Trip. Yeah. Um, you, now on this particular in this particular case, you are not looking at the screen on the smartphone to see what the camera sees beyond having a layer of of information superimposed on that, uh, which is a good way to walk into obstacles that are not covered in your screen. By the way, yeah, uh, avoid that. Um, this actually pops up little uh, cards. I've seen them called as, as you happen to be nearby something. It uses the GPS, um, in your smartphone, or I, I assume tablet, uh, Android tablet, that now, um,
1: again, Field Trip is one of those those apps that's it's uh, optimized for smartphones. Yeah, it yeah. tells you right there on the app, like it's it's intended for smartphones. It will run on tablets, but it's yeah. intended for smartphones. Well,
0: generally because it's it's using the GPS and your communications network to identify where you are and and give you information about stuff, and you can control how much of that information you see. You yeah, might
1: what, what type of information?
0: Yeah there there are lots and lots of sources, um, different restaurant review sites, um, places of interest, historical uh, points of interest, those kinds of things. That's what I have turned on on mine. Yeah. So it's it's kind of fun to to be driving around in Atlanta and have a, a little alert come up and say, "Hey, you're near." Uh, you know, of course, here in Atlanta, we've had uh, uh, civil war battles. Sure, your, and they'll tell you points of interest hey, just down the road. Here is where so and so, you know ran, you know, in in conflict and they set up camp just down the street. It's kind of interesting.
1: It's No, it's Um, really cool that it gives you that that extra information about the world you are in. I I love that idea. I mean, I've – and this is one of those things that you can kind of see playing a a larger role with Google, other Google projects, mainly Project Glass. Yes. The idea of wandering around your world and getting information about your world that you would – you know, that, that, that's accessible, but you would have to look for it otherwise, but now it's just coming up. So if you are interested in things like, uh, history and you are visiting a, a, a city or even just walking around your own city, you may end up learning things about your, the place you're in that you never would have known before. Yeah. And, uh, and it, it really does try to, bridge that gap between the digital world and the physical world which is something I've always been interested in and as uh, augmented reality applications become more prevalent it's becoming it's becoming real I mean this is something that we can do right now yeah uh, um, go ahead I'm sorry
0: I just wanted to mention exactly what project glass is um, you know because we didn't really talk about that True. Uh, that's um it's still sort of an experimental product I would consider you know, yes or or <laughs> really cutting edge it's it's on the the verge of being produced but only in limited quantities because it's sort of a first generation thing or or 0.8 generation um and that's a a a project that Google has been working on um that uh it's it's not it uses a a frame uh, glasses frame and a small piece of glass that um a user would be able to see augmented uh reality information on uh, the kind of thing that you would Currently use uh, by looking at your smartphone, but um, you know it would tell you where places are around you. It would be able to um, make phone calls and um, uh, you know record video. As a matter of fact, that's how they they unveiled it. They had somebody wearing uh, Project Glass. Um, set of glasses and walking through and they you could see what they were seeing as they were they were walking through and they I think somebody skydived, didn't they?
1: Yeah. I was um, at the uh, all kinds Goog- of cool the stuff. Google IO event they had a team of skydivers who uh who wore the, the glasses as they were skydiving and then handed them off to uh some uh some stunt bicyclists yeah. who then handed it off to uh some folks who rappelled down the side of the building who then handed it off to more bicyclists who then biked the pair of uh glasses up to the stage to uh Sergey Bren as i recall Yeah. and uh yeah it was it was a, it was a big spectacle and it really <laughs> spectacle you know, oh man i'm gonna hit you and anyway the uh yeah it was um it was an interesting Demonstration of the of the technology. Well, anyway, all of this kind of leads up to uh, Ingress. So Ingress is coming for that same group within Google, mm-hmm. Niantic Labs, uh, which is you know they they are kind of r and D group in a way. Mm-hmm. And the the game it it has several different elements to it, and we can only speak in fairly vague terms because neither Chris nor I are part of this game yet. We it's as of the recording of this podcast, it's in beta. Yep. And we are not in the beta testing yet. We have both applied for it. Yes. So we're hoping to have that change soon. But as we're recording this, we do not have access to it. It's been, uh, again, as we're recording of this podcast, active for about 15 days.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I, I think it really wasn't... uh wasn't really well known until probably, as of the date we're recording Is probably only a couple or th- or three days. I didn't see anything in the media about it until yeah, they, uh, a day or two before we recorded this podcast.
1: Like a lot of uh, alternate reality games, Google started to seed every, uh, the world with hints of the game from months ago, but they're now just starting to coalesce into something that we can talk about. Now, some of the seeds started off over at Comic-Con. Yeah. At San Diego Comic-Con, there was uh, a, a p- person who was taking on the role of a character named Tycho mm-hmm. And Tycho is an artist in this uh, the world that has been created for Ingress. And I guess we can kind of give a little bit of an overview. If you were to go to Google Play, which is where their store is, and to try and download the Ingress Android app, yeah, you would see this description. Ingress transforms the real world into the landscape for a global game of mystery, intrigue, and competition. Our future is at stake, and you must choose a side. A mysterious energy has been unearthed by a team of scientists in Europe. The origin and purpose of this force is unknown, but some researchers believe it is influencing the way we think. We must control it, or it will control us." The enlightened seek to embrace the power that this energy may bestow upon us. The resistance struggle to defend and protect what's left of our humanity. So part of ingress involves choosing a side, being either part of the enlightened or part of the resistance and competing for resources by walking around and moving around in the real world and and uh, uh, collecting resources through the smartphone application. That's mm-hmm. part of the game. Yeah. The other part of the game involves puzzles that are released through various venues. Uh, in some cases, you may be looking at a physical sign that has a QR code that leads you to a, a puzzle. Or you might see, there might be an ad for something that Google, either from Google or maybe from one of Google's partners, that includes a clue that goes into this game. The idea being that parts of the game are all around us all the time and that by paying attention, we can, we can see them and and push the story forward. So right now, the the main place for those uh, game elements is on a website called NianticProject.com. Mm-hmm. It's N-I-A-N-T-I-C for uh, Niantic or Niantic. Uh, and anyway, that's where the progress uh, gets tracked. And you can actually go from the very beginning of the game, which is uh, November 1st, as of... Uh, uh, officially, it's November 1st. And work your way up, and it'll start revealing more information. You can start seeing uh, codes that you can break, things like that. And uh, there are also some wikis that have popped up already of players who are really passionate about this kind of stuff, who <clears throat> are dedicated to gathering as much information as possible and then posting it on these wikis. So you can actually find people who are already... Neck deep in this game, and some of them probably don't even have the smartphone app yet. They're not; they're only participating in the part that they can uh, on over the web. Yeah. But once the smartphone app becomes more widely distributed, then you'll see people um, using that part too. And the, the the way the smartphone app stuff works is kind of interesting. Yeah. Did you read about
0: this? I, I read some about it. Yeah.
1: All right. So the idea is that there are these things called portals. Yes. That are scattered around the real world. And you use not the s-
0: those portals. The other portals. Yeah.
1: Well, before that, you ask, yeah, it's not 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 Aperture Science portals, um, uh, or Black Mesa for that matter. No, you use your smartphone to identify where these portals are, and you, at playing as a member of whatever side, whichever side you've chosen you go and you try to secure these portals. And by securing various portals in within the game, uh, and this actually requires you to move physically from one location to another, usually on foot, mm-hmm. from what I understand. Yeah. Um, then you start to solidify your side's presence in whichever city you happen to be in. Okay. So uh, let's say that there's like, I don't know. Let, let's say there's a hundred portals within uh, a few neighborhoods of where you are. I mean I have no idea what the density actually is depending upon right. you know, where it is.
0: Yeah, they, they do say that there's going to be a lot more interaction in hev- more heavily populated places. Sure. Uh, so cities are more likely to have a lot going on.
1: So moving around – you know, just by moving around and following the directions on the app, you can start to secure por- portals. Actually, getting to a portal is step one. Then you have to hack the portal. Yes. Uh, what actually involves in hacking? I don't know. I haven't had a chance to play.
0: Do you? Do you, well. From what I understand, um, and I'm trying not to to bring us back to real reality too much, but from what I understand, portals are basically places of interest. Yeah. Um, which would kind of go with, you know, the. The, uh, current MO of, uh, Niantic Labs.
1: Yeah, if you look at some of the, there's a video in particular where there's a guy who is complaining about a cell phone he bought mm-hmm. for an auction. And he says, look, it, it seems to work, but when I walk up to this statue and hold up the phone, this weird screen comes up. And it's yeah. this, this very odd screen that shows up. And also, if you pay attention in the background, there's a man in black watching. Oh, yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's, that's kind of the idea, is yeah. that, that when you get to these places of interest, weird stuff happens. And there's probably some sort of mini game, I would imagine, in the smartphone that allows you to hack. Yeah,
0: I, I understand that, that hacking is essentially a, a check-in at that portal.
1: Gotcha. Sort of um, like Foursquare, Facebook places, yeah. that kind of thing. And
0: I imagine it will be sort of a combination of um, something simple that you know it doesn't frustrate people too awfully much. You know,
1: yeah, you don't you don't want to set the barrier too and, high, or you end up with a very small group of players. But you don't want to set it too low, or people lose interest very quickly. So yeah, it's a delicate thing. And people who have run alternate reality games probably have a lot to say about this, about how what the you know all the challenges that are involved in designing and running one of these games. It's yeah. got to be pretty monumental. Yeah, but. um
0: but you do collect uh, energy along the way. Yes.
1: Uh, uh, Was it exotic material yeah. or XM?
0: Yes. It's not the uh, the satellite radio company.
1: No. This exotic material, I like to think of it like uh, Pac-Man pellets.
0: Yeah, that's the way I've seen it described. Yeah, that's, so that's you, the, what I thought. Yeah, you don't actually have to uh, – you don't – Uh, I don't know if you actually see, uh, the balls of energy or something like that, but I think you walk, as you walk, you collect it as you get close enough.
1: If you look at the map on your smartphone through Ingress, it'll show where the little XM dots are, and as you get close to them, it collects them for you. Those XM dots, uh, that energy also kind of counts as your health, because sometimes when you're hacking these portals, some of them are booby trapped, and they, if the booby trap goes off, then you take you take damage within the game so you have to collect more exotic material and if you have been walking around a certain part of town quite a bit uh, for you there may not be very much exotic material like you have to go to some other location that you have not you know scoured so that you can collect it whereas someone else who's just playing the game they might be able to find exotic material because uh, part of this game is to get people out and about and exploring their environments and interacting with their environments, and not just you know passively playing a game at home. Mm-hmm. So there's there's this part where you are trying to uh, discover, hack, and control these portals. And as you control more portals, you can link them together and strengthen your position. Meanwhile, the opposing team is trying to do the same thing. And right. there will be times where you'll have a portal under your team's control and then through a coordinated effort the other team rests it away from you and then you have to figure out how you're going to get it back right uh, within the context of the game and meanwhile you still have this other mystery going on between the two factions where they're they're really talking about this exotic material what it's doing why is it here and is it a good thing or not and bits and pieces of that mystery are going to play out over time and in fact from what i understand uh, at Google, they're talking about it lasting about a year and a half,
0: yeah, yeah, so it it will end um and they've made it clear that that it will end um so uh yeah this this will be an interesting experiment to see uh you know the kind of thing that that can be done with uh with these games on this scale because at the moment um uh the app is only available for android devices which make up the majority of the market at least here in the united states um but it will also be available for ios uh smartphones the apple operating system that runs the iphone um so uh you know there this is the kind of thing that that's going to be available to quite a few people and the more they get involved with it um you know the the more interesting it will get just to see how how well it does but it'll be um it may also end up being a source of revenue for Google, too.
1: Right. They've partnered with some companies, uh, and there may be some advertising or cross-promotional stuff going on through yep. the app that will uh, generate revenue. Uh, they may also eventually have other ways of generating revenue through this besides uh, advertising. Uh, but advertising is certainly something that could be part of this, and it wouldn't surprise me at all. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if you're following the path to the portal, and you're like, "Huh, it's amazing. This massive portal that's going to be key to the success of my faction is right here at this Jamba Juice." Yes. Which is one of their partners.
0: Yes, yes, and you'll or, say, "Hey, this portal. To hack this portal, you know, now that I'm here, a it's
1: smoothie, 20 percent off." Yeah, yeah. I mean, hmm. but I mean, there's you know, they they have to be able to fund the stuff, or else there's no stuff, right? So that, that's I, true. I, I don't that's true. I don't really object to that. It's yeah. uh, it's as long as it's handled well. So when it'll since we haven't been able to play it yet, we aren't really sure how it's handled. True. I would hope it's handled pretty well, but uh, it'll also be interesting to see how the the mystery plays out. And I'm sure we're going to see more and more instances of real world stuff uh playing into this game. For sure. instance, like like when I mentioned Tycho, I didn't mm-hmm. really get into it, but the thing they did at Comic Con was this guy Tycho, who is a character within the world of Ingress, who uh is this artist who has had visions and has uh, developed art based on those visions that have hidden messages in them. Not yeah. not that hidden, actually. If you if you look if you look at it for more than a second, but anyway, uh, he's developed these these images. Uh, he's developed these posters, um, and he's known as Tycho. Well, he showed up as Tycho mm-hmm. at Comic Con. Like he he was it was Tycho who was there, this guy who then started to shout out stuff relating to this game. During a uh, a panel, and this was all planned. This was all all pre orchestrated. But he was uh, shouting out in this this weird information, and then eventually is carted off by security. And so um, it was all part of the game. But at the time, that was one of the earliest uh, examples of the information from the game getting out there into the public, and a lot of people. I would ha- have no idea what it was all about. They would mm-hmm. just, they'd hear this and dismiss it as, wow, that was, that guy was nuts. And maybe people who, you know, there might be two or three people in the audience who are like, huh, oh, I wonder what that was all about and start looking into it. And that would just be the very beginning of the trail. I'm sure we'll see more of that. Like at, at big conferences, there'll probably be things that play into this. Uh, I'm going to be going to CES. I- don't necessarily think we'll see anything there, but if we do, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah,
0: and it's um, it's possible too that that uh, someone else will gobble up a lot of the uh, XM before you get there.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, mostly what I want to see is just the actual physical event play out in front of me. Because oh, I mean, sure. I've, I've I've played in these games, these types of games before, where uh, I've taken part with problem solving teams and. Uh, trying to decipher messages, things like that. Uh, and I've played from behind a screen, but I've never been to one of the ones that has a physical gathering or, or, you know, something happens at another event that plays into the game. I've never actually witnessed one of those. I've heard about them and I've seen video and stuff, but I've never been at one. So that's something I would actually like to experience just to see. You know How is that handled? I mean I, part of that is because I love games. Part of it is because I'm an actor as well and part of it is because I just love technology and seeing those those worlds of acting and technology come together to produce something really compelling is a lot of fun.
0: Mm-hmm. So I'm curious. Which side are you going to choose? Uh,
1: dude, enlightened. <laughs> I'm all about grabbing that power and, and <clears throat> using it to subjugate others to my will. Yeah, I still I mean, haven't decided yet. Uh resistance is useless.
0: <laughs> What's funny is that I've on on some of the articles uh that I've read in the last couple of days and most of them are, are have about the same amount of information and a sense, this this is still very new. Um there are commenters who are have completely in their heads I guess joined up and yeah. they're they're arguing on the, you know, in the comments on these different forums saying, you know.
1: Well, the interesting thing is these games the can, can really start off some truly, uh, truly interesting conversations, philosophical conversations. I mean, the, the, the Beast had an element in it where they were discussing the idea of artificially intelligent beings and whether or not they should be given the right to vote. Mm-hmm and there was a real debate and there was actually a, a vote held within the context of the game and all the players in the game could vote on the issue of whether or not ai constructs should be given the right to vote mm-hmm. and i i was an uh one of the very vocal members of that community arguing for one of the sides can you guess which one
0: i i would uh I would be thinking that you'd want them to I vote. argued
1: against voting. Really? I said they should not. I said, first of all, giving AI sentience was a mistake and that to, to continue down that road was a, a horrible idea and it was just going to lead to our own uh, uh, extinction down the line. And therefore, yeah. uh, you don't give a toaster the right to vote. That was my... That was my motto. Oh, well,
0: I figured in the confusion, you would try to take control.
1: No, no, that's ridiculous. There's no, no. Robots are too strong, and they're more than meets the eye. So <laughs> I was not for that. Anyway, uh, it'll be interesting to see where Ingress goes. Uh, and once we have access to it, I'm sure we'll play, a, play it and – uh, probably mention it a couple times,
0: so. These, these games are, are becoming a lot more widespread, though, in knowledge, and I think this is gonna do a lot for that. Plus, I think they're becoming a lot more sophisticated.
1: They have to be, so. because, uh, as I was saying to Chris beforehand, it's gotten to the point now where, uh, when a game like this comes out, and people have the chance to play, you have such a wide base of people with such a wide, uh, range of skills and knowledge, that, it is really difficult to, to design a puzzle that will last uh, more than like half an hour under right. scrutiny. Right. I mean within th- – there were puzzles that I looked at that completely confused me. Back at the I Love Bees game, right, and then other people would take one look at it because their brains work in a different way than mine do. They'd say, "Oh, I bet that that's a topographical map, and that the colors uh, relate back to elevations." Mm-hmm. And, and I, I was looking at like I was just counting how many yellow blocks there were. <laughs> so, I mean, that's the kind of thing though, is that you get enough people there, and all of sure. them think in different ways. There are times where I was solving puzzles that other people were completely confused about. Sure uh it's a huge challenge to the people running the game you know to to keep interesting content coming And feeding because people are voracious, man. I mean that they want as soon as they solve one thing, they want the next clue. Sure. So uh, that'll also be interesting to see how Google handles that. I agree. Anyway, if you guys are going to play Ingress, let us know. Let us know what side you go on. Like, are you part of the resistance? Are you part of the enlightened? Uh, Do you think that this is an interesting use of technology, or do you just find alternate reality games to be silly? Uh, I want to hear all of your your thoughts. Oh yeah. Send us a message. You can email us. Our address is techstuff@discovery.com, or get into the conversation on Facebook or Twitter. Our handle at both of those locations is techstuffhsw, and Chris and I will talk to you again really soon.
0: For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Brought to you by the 2012 Toyota Camry.